Welcome again to the Buckets Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Champion. Today, we're going to be talking about my expectations for each superstar in the NBA. The NBA season starts on Tuesday, and I thought I would lay down what I think each superstar needs to do this upcoming season. And we're going to start with the King, LeBron James. And I really think it's not a far-fetched challenge for LeBron James to lead the league in assists this season. He's never averaged double-digit assists in his career, but he has Anthony Davis, the most dominant post player he has had in his entire career, in the prime of his career. You also got shooters on the wings like Danny Green. He's got Avery Bradley. Kyle Kuzma is a guy that can fill it up from the perimeter. He has guys like JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard that can rim run as well. LeBron's going to be doing a lot of pick and roll. He's going to be throwing a lot of lobs, a lot of dump downs at the post, and a lot of kickouts, driving kicks to open shooters. He's going to be basically playing the point guard. He has played de facto point guard his entire career. But this year, it seems like he's going to be lining up at the point guard position for Frank Vogel. He's going to be starting alongside two wings in Bradley and Green, like I said before. And you got Davis and JaVale McGee in the middle. And then... To close games, Davis will probably be running the five. They'll have another guy like Kyle Kuzma out there that can fill it up himself. So LeBron James is going to be playing even more of a pass-first style game, as he's even said he wants to feature Anthony Davis in the offense. So I really think it's a realistic expectation for him to lead the league and assist. I also want him to reclaim his throne as the best basketball player on the planet. Obviously, he was injured last year. He played 55 games. Lakers didn't make the playoffs, and we saw what happened with Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. He went crazy, and he had several key series, including the Milwaukee series, the Philadelphia series, and then obviously winning the NBA Finals and capturing the Finals MVP that led many, including myself, to say at this current moment, Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player on the planet until LeBron James proves that he can be at the same level that he was in 2018 when he was last universally the best basketball player on the planet. Last year, even without the injuries, he was looking a little bit slow. Age was coming into uh, fruition, year 16 of his career. We could tell he wasn't quite the same. And yes, he does save himself for the postseason, so we didn't get to see him in the playoffs, and maybe he would have taken it to that next gear in the playoffs. But this year, he's got to be in the playoffs. He's got to take that next gear. He's got to prove to everyone he's the best basketball player on the planet. Uh, I also think he needs to lead the Los Angeles Lakers, not just to the playoffs, to the Western Conference Finals. And even if a situation was that the Lakers lose to the Clippers in a best out of seven in the Western Conference Finals, but LeBron clearly outplays Kawhi. And it's evident that the reason that the Clippers beat the Lakers was, like I said in previous episode, their depth and their coaching. But LeBron head-to-head just dominates or outplays Kawhi Leonard. He can still be considered the best basketball player on the planet. He doesn't have to come out here and win a championship for him to be the best basketball player on the planet. He just needs to show us that he's still at that level that he was in 2018. And I know he's as years and years and miles and miles keep getting put on his body. He's not in his athletic prime. He's not. We can't expect him to be the same basketball player he was in like 2018 when he was clamping people down. But I do expect him to give a little bit more effort on the defensive side of the ball. I do expect him to be the best basketball player on the planet at least next season, one last year of being at the top. I would love to see him lead the Lakers to a championship. They have the pieces. They can do it. But to me right now, the Clippers are just a slightly better basketball team. So I'm not going to really fault LeBron too much if he can't beat the Clippers as long as he shows up, as long as he produces, as long as he does his thing. I'm not going to fault him for that. Next up, Kawhi Leonard. And obviously, you guys know that I think the Clippers are the favorites to win the championship. So I'm obviously going to have a lot of expectations for Kawhi, who, again, like I said, 
I call or give the edge to right now is the best basketball player on the planet. I think Kawhi Leonard needs to win the MVP award. He hasn't won a regular season MVP in his career. He's coming off all this hype. He's coming off of what he just did in the finals and throughout the entirety of the NBA playoffs. And he's really coming into a new situation. He's home in Los Angeles. He's fully healthy. Like he said, he's got two perfectly functioning knees now. And he's not going to do the whole load management thing. He's in the Western Conference. He said it's going to be a completely different structure with Doc Rivers and that staff. They're going to be playing him a lot more. So he has the opportunity to come in and put up numbers and impact the game like he does in the playoffs and in the finals. He can do that in the regular season and help the Clippers go to the top of the Western Conference standings. And Paul George is going to miss a couple weeks at the beginning of the season so he can even show out even more in those first couple weeks and really build a case to win the MVP. When you look at a lot of these all-time greats, they all have regular season MVPs. And I'm not saying that the regular season matters more than the postseason. We know Kawhi is an MVP caliber player. We know he won the more valuable MVP in the uh, NBA playoffs. I'm not even just saying the final series, but the entirety of the playoffs, he was the most valuable player. Uh, so we know that was the case. We know he's capable of it, but I'd love to see him do it over the course of an 82-game season. He's still pretty young. You don't need to do the whole load management thing. Clippers are still going to have plenty of time to be able to rest him. They're still going to be fine. You're not going to overwork Kawhi Leonard. He'll be fine. Just play in the regular season. Go out there and try to get that MVP for your home uh, home area and with your new team. Really start off your, your new setting uh, on a good foot for the Los Angeles Clippers. And then obviously the other thing is to lead the Clippers to the championship. They are the favorites to me. Uh, with the type of depth that they have off the bench, with the coaching that they have, Paul George being his sidekick, and just how great Kawhi Leonard is as a basketball player on both sides of the ball. I think the Clippers should be the favorites. I expect Kawhi to lead the Los Angeles Clippers to the NBA championship. <laughs> Steph Curry is up next. I expect Steph to be the lead scorer in the league. And I know James Harden was last year. I know he averaged 35, something crazy like that. I'm not exactly expecting Steph to average 35, but he's going to average pretty damn close to 35, maybe 32, 33 points a game. And he's going to do it on better efficiency than James Harden did it. And, and yes, he has D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green on his team. But outside of that, there's very little scoring on this basketball team. Jordan Poole can fill it up, but really they don't have very many scores, many shot creators and many shooters, especially until Klay Thompson gets back from his injury. The Warriors are going to be battling for a playoff spot, and Steph's going to have to do everything he can to get the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. I think he's going to lead the league in scoring, and I expect him to lead the league in scoring um, as he's one of the best offensive players I've ever seen. He's got to, like I just said, lead the Golden State Warriors to the NBA playoffs. Um, barring injuries to himself, or to D'Angelo or Draymond Green, even without Klay Thompson, this team should make the playoffs. I know their bench is trash. I know they don't have very much depth at the small forward position, especially just wings. They don't have much defense. The backcourt with Steph and D'Lo is not going to bring you too much on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be very hard for them to make the playoffs, but with how good Stephen Curry is as a basketball player, they should definitely make the playoffs. And then, Keep him in the conversation with LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Stephen Curry is every bit as good as both of them at this stage of their careers. And Steph's got to continue to prove that this year. <laughs> if he leads the league in scoring and if he leads the Golden State Warriors to the playoffs, I think he's going to definitely do that. And even in the playoffs, once they get Klay Thompson back, hopefully he's back to the same player he was before the injury. They need to win around the playoffs and they need to be competitive 
even when they are eventually eliminated in the playoffs, whether that be the second round or the Western Conference Finals. That's what I think Steph Curry needs to do. Next up, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning league MVP, a guy that I thought could take the mantle as the best basketball player on the planet. I said that before last season. I said he was going to be in that MVP conversation. He was going to establish himself as the best player in the Eastern Conference. And obviously, we know what happened with Kawhi Leonard ended up ending that. But Giannis, for most of the year, I mean, he was the MVP of the regular season. He was looking like the best basketball player in the planet in the regular season. So Giannis really fulfilled a lot of the things um, I was expecting him to do last year. But there's still a little bit more to go. I think he needs to be a top three MVP candidate. Again, doesn't necessarily need to win the award, but at least continue to be in that conversation. More importantly, lead the Milwaukee Bucks to the NBA Finals. There's no Kawhi Leonard in the Eastern Conference. This is your time to lead the Bucks to the Finals. Um, and a lot of that's going to have to do with his growth, but he also has good surrounding pieces that need to step up. Guys like Eric Bledsoe, who weren't doing it last year. Chris Middleton was shaky. Those guys are definitely going to need to step up. They lost Malcolm Brogdon, which was a huge loss. So it's not just completely on Giannis for that to happen, but he shoulders the majority of the credit for when it goes well and the blame when it goes bad just because he does so much for that team. He means so much to that team. Uh, but in terms of his individual game, I want him to be a 30% three-point shooter on at least three attempts a game, which helped him space the floor a little bit. He's shown a little bit of range in preseason. He improved his shot last year as opposed to two years ago. So he's steadily getting better. That's the thing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. He gets better every single season, so I don't doubt that he can do these things. Uh, that's why I have the bar pretty high for him year after year. I want him to develop a post fadeaway. Again, I've seen this a little bit in the preseason, but a consistent shot that he can go to when his zero stepping isn't working, when he can't just dunk and power over you on every single possession. I want to see a little bit more finesse into his game. But other than that, um, he's doing a good job all around defensively. You know, he's going to bring, he's going to rebound the basketball. Maybe his decisions with the basketball out of double teams because they're going to trap him. They're going to double team him like Toronto did. They're going to build that wall. So just making those adjustments and being able to find the open man uh, with consistency and limiting those turnovers or those careless passes um, would be the last thing I'd say for Giannis. For James Harden, um, he's got to average less than five turnovers a game. He turns the ball over way too much. Now that he has another elite ball handler, I mean, he has CP3, uh, but now he has Russell Westbrook. So he needs to have someone else to like take some of those playmaking responsibilities. Uh, James Harden's a great playmaker, but he just turns the ball over too much for my liking. I'd love to see him keep that under five. I'd love to see him show up in the playoffs. He's been very shaky and inconsistent in the playoffs and big moments when you need him the most. I can't count on James Harden to produce. I want that to be different this year. We know the stats. We know the averages and everything. We know he's a phenomenal regular season player. He doesn't need to prove or do anything for me in the regular season because I've seen it year after year after year. Um, I'd love the Rockets to be a top four seed. That's just what I expect them to be uh, with the guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook on your roster. Um, and then I expect him to win a round in the playoffs. I, I did not pick the Houston Rockets to win a round in the playoffs, but if James Harden is the guy that I think he is and, and people think he is uh, as a superstar, as a top five borderline, maybe top six, seven player in the league, he should be able to win a round in the playoffs this year. Um, whether it be against the Jazz or the Nuggets, I have them matching up with the Lakers, so it's going to be very hard for them to win around the playoffs just because I think the Lakers are going to um, not care as much about the regular season. But 
they, if he doesn't play the Lakers or the Clippers or even if he plays Golden State, if James Harden's that guy, he should be able to win that series, uh, even though I wouldn't pick them to because I just don't have faith in Harden and Russell Westbrook. But if those players are the, are the guys that people say they are, they should be able to win at least around the playoffs. Anthony Davis. Um, I expect Anthony Davis to go out there and win Defensive Player of the Year, like he said, was one of his main goals. Uh, I expect him to average 25 and 12 or better. Uh, he's a great rebounder, obviously a great interior scorer. He's going to be the focal point in terms of out of the post as the go-to scorer of their offense. Uh, so I expect him to be able to put up those numbers. That shouldn't be too hard for him. And improved playmaking is the biggest thing for Davis. I want to see him uh, get to five-plus assists. And he's handling the ball a little bit more in transition. He's making some good decisions so far in the preseason. I want to see that carry over to the regular season. And, yes, you have LeBron James, who I expect to lead the league in assists. But outside of that, there aren't too many playmakers on this Lakers roster. Rondo can playmake off the bench. Um, but outside of that, there really isn't too much. So Anthony Davis being like that third playmaker for the Lakers would be really cool to see a little bit more of some Jokic action. I know Jokic is one of the best passers in the league, regardless of – position uh, but he is technically a big man so I, I'd love to see Anthony Davis be able to play make uh, even half of what Nikola Jokic does that would be phenomenal to see in addition to his defense he's already the best big man in basketball to me but that would just completely round out his game and the last thing help the Lakers make a deep run in the playoffs you got to build your playoff resume you've won one playoff series in your career I know it's not your team I know it's LeBron's team but you're his right hand man okay so as a second option, you got to do what you need to do on both sides of the ball and help the Lakers uh, go far in the playoffs. Like I said, with LeBron, Western Conference Finals are my expectations uh, for the Lakers. Damian Lillard, he's got to lead the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs. I'm not expecting too much from Dame this year just because of how good the Western Conference is, all those other teams. Portland's a solid team. They're a playoff team because they have Damian Lillard. But outside of that, I don't really expect him to go anywhere in the playoffs. But Dame's got to show some consistency in the playoffs. He was pretty good. He was actually great against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But other than that, against Denver and Golden State, he was shaky at best. Obviously, we know what happened against Drew Holiday and the Pelicans in the playoffs. So he's been pretty shaky in the playoffs. He's had some good moments. He's also had some low lights. I would love to see Damian Lillard show a little bit more consistency in the playoffs, even if they are losing in like four or five games. Just Dame do what Dame does. Um, and then All-NBA team. Make the All-NBA second team. Um, obviously, we know Steph and James are going to be on the first team. Try to get yourself on that All-NBA second team. Next up, Kyrie Irving. And for Kyrie, the Nets got to be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. They were the sixth seed or I think they were the sixth seed yeah, last year. Uh, with D'Angelo Russell, so they got to be higher than that. Um, now, I want to see Kyrie bounce back in the playoffs. Last year's playoffs with Boston was not good at all for him. I want to see him have a Cleveland-esque type playoff performance. A lot of people are going to say the reason Kyrie was so good in the playoffs is because of LeBron James, and yes, LeBron helped, but a lot of the stuff Kyrie Irving was doing was also on his own. He's extremely skilled. He can handle the rock better than anyone I've ever seen. He can finish. He can score. When it comes down to it late in games, there's no one I would rather have take the final shot in the league right now than Kyrie Irving. So I would love to see him have a bounce back playoffs and, and really show people what he's made of, even without LeBron James, even with Kevin Durant injured. I would love to see uh, what Kyrie Irving's made of in this postseason as a leader of a team. Uh, next up, Nikola Jokic. 
And I have some pretty lofty expectations for Jokic, but I think he can handle it. He really took a jump last year and really established himself as the best center in the league. I think the Nuggets have a real good shot of being the number one overall seed uh, in the Western Conference and maybe even in the entire NBA have the best record in the league. Um, So I'd say at least for Jokic, lead the Nuggets to the number one overall seed. I know that's a lot. But they have a lot of returning players. They have the chemistry. They have the depth. They have the coaching. It's really important for the Nuggets to try to get home court advantage in the playoffs. And Jokic is going to be the centerpiece of all that. And in doing so, I expect Jokic should be a top three MVP candidate. He's going to fill up the stat sheet, uh, his high basketball IQ, and even those things that don't show up on the box score. People are going to notice if the Denver Nuggets are the number one seed in the Western Conference. So that's what I expect out of Jokic. A couple more here, Paul George, I expect him to make the All-NBA team. I expect him to get some consistency. Like I said, Paul George hasn't made the playoffs since, or gotten out of the first round, I should say, of the playoffs since 2014 um, when he went down with that injury. So it'd be great to see Paul George be a part of a deep playoff run and to be consistent in terms of his production. We know what happens with playoff Pete. And I said this about Harden. I've said this about Dame. I've said this about a couple guys. There's just inconsistency and shakiness in the playoffs. They got to improve their playoff resumes. And Paul George has an opportunity to do that next to Kawhi, be a sidekick, uh, and lead the Clippers to a championship run that they haven't had in their entire franchise history. Joel Embiid is another guy. And why this has to do with his health, and Paul George is kind of similar with after the All-Star break, there always seems to be something uh, injured with Paul George, and now he's injured coming into the season, so that may be an added layer to that. Uh, but Joel Embiid, he's, he's got to be healthy this year. He's got to be consistent in the postseason because he just hasn't been in his entire career. In terms of the regular season, I expect him to be top three defensive player of the year. Uh, I expect him to play 60-plus games. But then when it comes down to it in the playoffs, the Sixers must make the Eastern Conference Finals because they're one of the two best teams in the conference. And then they got to be competitive in that series with likely the Milwaukee Bucks. They got to push it to six or seven games. Uh, If they make the finals, that would be great. I'm not necessarily expecting the Sixers to make the finals, but they have a shot to make the finals. And Joel Embiid could really elevate his stock if he's able to lead the Philadelphia 76ers to the NBA Finals. Um, But but I'm not going to put those expectations uh, on Embiid. And then finally, last but not least, or maybe in this case least, because he is the worst uh, superstar uh, in the NBA, Russell Westbrook. I expect him to at least have a 50 effective field goal percentage, man, because that's really the borderline of efficiency versus inefficiency. Westbrook can't even crack a 50 effective field goal percentage, which basically, if you don't know what effective field goal percentage is, it basically uh, it takes twos and it takes three pointers and it basically shows their value because a two is not equal to a three. Uh, and obviously, Russell Westbrook cannot shoot the ball well from behind the arc. And I, another one of the things I think Russell Westbrook needs to do is shoot 30% from the three-point line. And that's really not a lofty standard for most guards in the NBA. But Westbrook was literally probably the worst perimeter jump shooter um, in the entire league uh, last year or really close to it. So he's got to improve that. Uh, he's got to show up in the playoffs. We talk about this every year. The Thunder, back when they had Russell Westbrook last year, they haven't made 
it out of the first round of the playoffs since Kevin Durant left. So I know he's not the main guy in Houston, but he's got to show up and he's got to produce. And it's not even just the team success. Russell Westbrook as an individual basketball player has been very inconsistent. He's underperformed tremendously in the postseason. He's got to step it up in the playoffs. And then the last thing, when you're playing with James Harden and you're not always going to have the ball in your hands, this has been a critical thing for Westbrook move without the basketball he hasn't been able to do it over the course of his career he's really going to need to be able to play some sort of off-ball game uh this year with the houston rockets so those are all the superstars obviously kevin durant not included i hope he can get better um after that achilles injury he's trying to make a recovery i don't expect to see him back in the basketball court this year and even if he did come back this year i don't have any expectations for a dude that's coming off an achilles injury those are my expectations for each superstar in the NBA. I can't wait for the NBA season to start. I'm out for now. Peace.